Ladies and gentlemen, All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas welcomes you to All Saints Coffee Chats. Hello, and welcome back to <laughs> Coffee Chats. Um, this is hey, everybody. 24, I guess. We have been doing this for 24 weeks. Sign says. 24 weeks. It has to be true. Um, I'm Andrew, as you probably know by now, uh, with Paul and Chelsea. And this week, our very special guest is Catherine Ofinger. Hello. Yes. Our Coffee chat super, super fan. fan. That's thank right. Thank you. <laughs> Who has so gladly graced us with her presence this week. We're so excited. Well, I won't speak for anyone else. I'm so excited. <laughs> How are you, Catherine? <laughs> I'm good. A little tired, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> hey, blessed for another day. And um, it's... Not raining, so again, and the weather's cooling off. It is not raining. It is <laughs> not. That is true. Correct. I got to work this morning, and you can't see it. There's a window behind me. There was a woodpecker on the ledge that was pecking at the glass, and I thought I was like, "Man, it's raining hard outside." <laughs> and I got up and I looked, and I was like, "Nope, just a woodpecker." Exactly. That, what? On the glass. Raining. So they would know the glass is not a tree. I don't know what it makes it, but. That's what was happening. I'm gonna have to yeah. study that. Fun story for the morning, right? Wow. Alright. Great way to start the day. Oh no, Adam Carr can't be with us today either. Adam Carr. We're gonna be shorthanded on questionnaires. We will not. But this will be great. Um, we are sharing this. Um, if you are joining us this morning, you should say hello um, in the comments. Um, is your mom's name Carmen? Yep. Carmen Fernandez. She says hello. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I love when moms join us. It's my favorite. Like, good that Catherine makes it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Let's go ahead. We'll start in prayer, and then we'll just jump right in. Andrew's going to work on some of the technical things that are happening on the other side, and uh, he'll join us in a minute. So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, God, thank you for this day. Thank you uh, for... Uh, Catherine being here with us and for her servant heart she's been such a wonderful uh, member of our team here with the, the youth ministry um, as a volunteer and she's been a huge supporter of everything that we've been doing uh, over the last seven months or so um, Lord God we ask that you just bless our time together uh, thank you for the gift of laughter which I'm sure there will be plenty of for the next hour, and ask that you just continue to be with us. All right, I'm gonna ask all this in your name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm not sure if you're familiar as a person who watches every single episode of Coffee Chats, <laughs> uh, but we always like to ask uh, everybody right off the bat, uh, who's your, your saint for right now, your kind of go-to on the saints that I have So really quick, with? yeah, hold on one second. So friends that are joining us, if you have questions, put them there in the comments and we will get to them along the way. So you can post them for Catherine, for myself, Andrew, Paul, yeah, um, or absolutely. someone else and we'll go find the answers for you later on we'll get back to you. Okay, and proceed. No, I already asked the question, so. <laughs> um, I've been thinking about this question a lot, obviously, as I am a faithful follower of the coffee chats. <laughs> Um, and y'all have pretty much already talked about most of my like go-to saint friends, um, including like Mother Teresa and Saint John Paul II. Happy feast day! Happy um, feast day. And 
some others. So I tried to think of one that hasn't been talked about on Coffee Chats. And last night I was praying about it and I decided that I wanted to talk about St. Francis Xavier. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like he should be very commonly known, but he isn't. Um, And I didn't really know who he was until college, um, specifically until I um, did an internship abroad in India. And a lot of the churches were named after St. Francis Xavier. And I was like, who is this guy? And why is he everywhere? And I looked him up and I realized that's because he literally went everywhere. Yeah, he was um, from Spain and he helped start the Jesuits with St. Ignatius. Mm -hmm. Um, They were BFFs. And then he just like went all over. Like he went to India, to China, Japan. Um, as a missionary, and so I was able to see his impact in India, which was really special. And yeah, he's a cool dude. Yes. Yeah, I, I know Andrew mentioned last week that St. Ignatius and Francis Xavier and Peter Faber were all roommates together and started this, the Jesuits. Mm-hmm. It seems like Ignatius of Loyola gets all the press. Yeah. But yeah, Francis Xavier was definitely a huge catalyst in that movement as well. So, mm-hmm. Very cool. What about you, Chelsea? New Saints, um, found St. Angela, um, and I've kind of seen her along the way, St. Angela Marici, Marici? Um, and she was orphaned at the age of 10, um, and kind of just really felt abandoned by God, um, with her family, and was like, what the heck, like, why, did, you know, why is this happening to me, which would be most people's reaction, I would think, um, or it'd be my reaction of, if we all think that even as adults, why me, um, but she took that as an opportunity to, um, it was kind of, she felt like she had an option, like, do I grow closer to God or do I, you know, just kind of move further away? Um, and thankfully she chose um, the former and growing closer to God um, and really saw an opportunity to advocate for young women in the church. Um, and kind of later on um, actually began the, the, well, as we say is down south, the Ursuline. Um, Ursuline Sisters here in Dallas. They call it Ursuline Academy. Um, I'm not sure where nope. that. No, no is it the opposite? I don't want anyone that calls it Ursuline. Okay, well, it's Ursuline in New Orleans. Okay. It's Ursuline here. That's what it is. Opposite. Um, yeah, never. <laughs> it's, it's Ursuline Academy in New Orleans. That's okay. what it is. Got it right. And then I was like, what's Ursuline Academy? Um, here we go. Sorry, people. I'm not from New Orleans. I don't claim that either. So. Um, hadn't really heard of them until New Orleans anyway. Um, but yeah, so she started that order, um, educating young women, um, cause it's a school for all girls. Um, so yeah, just her impact in, um, being, being a voice for others. Um, and just not losing hope during difficult situations is inspirational. What about you, Andrew? Any new saints? You know, I, I haven't really thought about a whole lot of new saints, um, Tell us about JP2. It's his feast day. That's true. Well, his picture is behind you, which is exciting. Um, we should like bring it up here. I know. We should probably put it like forward. Have Paul is wearing his socks because. Thank you, sock religious. <laughs> Please sponsor. Um, <laughs> as always. There we like, go. Hold you can hold him. Yeah, the whole time. There you go. Just yeah. Let me see. No, or, or you could you could put it anywhere you want. <laughs> he kind of stands. Yeah, right there. Maybe Yoda. That's perfect. Two, two wise men. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like we need a third. The third. <laughs> we do have another Yoda. We got not, some Pope Francis, some squirrels. Not the, the wise men. Yeah. Wise men. Wise yeah, yeah. No, not Baby the, not slash the three wise men. Yep. Saint. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yikes. Um, Moving on. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Pope John Paul II, he's, um, he's a cool dude. He grew up in Poland. His mother died when he was young. Um, and he actually he had such a devotion to the Blessed Mother partially because when his mother died, he had, um, he had the image of Our Lady in his parish church, and he said, you must be my mother now, and she was. And so, um, but he grew up, lived through World War II, lived through communism. He was in a secret, like, underground seminary because mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to have their, their seminary publicly, and he was, like, working in a, it was like a quarry or something mm -hmm. to cover for his time. And, um, and so, like, as... Later as a priest and as a pope, he taught ethics and he uh, was this great spiritual leader for for so many people. And yet he, because he also knew like what it was like to just be a regular person who's suffering and doing things and working day to day. Um, and he's just there's um, there's a really great like three hour long movie if you ever have three hours to watch it. Um, it's about his life. So yeah, if you ever I've uh, seen it. Oh great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just um, thinking about as well, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I'm not sure how accurate all the details are, but I think it's pretty close. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. And it's a really good representation of just like his growing up and becoming a priest and some of the nonsense he dealt with with the communists and yeah. um, the amazing things he did. So he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, I I mean, I, it's hard not to talk about John Paul II on his feast day. You know, right. I mean, I, I, I love the kind of. You talk about legacies, right? Like you want to leave behind something greater for other people to look towards. And I don't know that John Paul II was ever looking to leave behind a legacy, right? Like knowing the humility that he had, I don't know that that's what he set out for. But when you talk about somebody who uh, canonized, you know, 480 plus saints um, and took the time, he's the first pope outside of Italy in 500 years. Mm -hmm. um, he had such a global impact. And, and when you think about, like, it, it was never intended to be that way, right? Like, they know, historically speaking now, that they've looked back on things, and it was like, we wanted him to be Pope, but he was kind of supposed to be, like, a stopgap. Like, not, not a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. And here we are, you know, he goes 27 years uh, in the Vatican, and he has this global impact, not only with the canonization of 482, 483 different saints or anything like that, but like bringing other faiths back together to, to the table to just have the conversation. Um, the apologies that he made to um, other world religions about the way the Catholic faith had treated them and different things like that were such an interesting dialogue that if you ever have the opportunity to read conversations that he had with um, the Jewish rabbis much later into his papacy, or even the way he tried to embrace, um, maybe not embrace, but at least begin a dialogue with Muslims um, and the leadership in their church, and to try to try to look at ecumenism in in the way that bringing back the the faith, the Christian faith, to Catholicism as well. You know, it's just such an impactful thing. And then, of course. You know, theology of the body and stuff like that that you know, will have a, 
a lasting impact on the world forever. Um, so yeah, I just I think of him and I think like th this great legacy that I'm sure mm -hmm. he never thought was going to be where he was headed. So right. yeah, I think another great thing um, about Jump Hole Two is. Um, <coughs> his humility and his forgiveness and his mercy that he always showed. Um, namely with his, could have, I guess, could have been his assassin. Um, yeah. 1982, <laughs> I believe. Yep. Um, and I don't know all the, the different uh, parts of that story, but went on a year later in 1983 to sit face to face with this man um, and speak with him. And he wouldn't reveal um, at the time, I don't know if, if they've found any records or whatever of his writings, if he like journaled after that experience, um, or if he just never released that conversation. Um, but basically afterwards said, you know, I pardoned him of his actions and forgave him. And, you know, like it was always about like loving the other person and, and showing them mercy. Um, so just what an act of humility to like the person who was out to kill you, just being like, I forgive you. Um, which is just incredible. Um, and then he went on two years later to um, gather young people in Rome um, and in 1985 talked about the um, institution of World Youth Day, the International World Youth Day. And then a year later gathered like, I think there was like 300,000 young people that gathered in Rome for World Youth Day in 1986. Um, and now it's held across the world in various places where there's like several million people that gather, which is incredible. Um, from just a part of the legacy, as Paul is saying, that John Paul II left. Um, and one of the many different ways his legacy continues. Yeah, so he, he actually, so it was 1981, he was shot four times Okay, by so it was 81, okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, when when John Paul II died, he was there. Like, when, when yeah. he died in 2005, like, he, he went and he laid flowers um, in St. Peter's Square. Um, so yeah, I mean, incredible, like the impact and the forgiveness that he had, the mercy that he showed, um, clearly amazing. Yeah. Something we should all strive for, right? Um, okay. Scripture passage. Oh, I didn't think about this one. I was so excited about talking about it. <laughs> um, well, my favorite in like high school, early college was... Jeremiah 29, 11, yes. um, the classic. And part of the reason why it stood out to me, um, oh, and for those that don't know, it's like the plans I have for you, says the Lord, um, the plans for your well-being and hope, et cetera, et cetera. Um, hopefully that jogged your memory. Yes. <laughs> no, I, look it up because um, it's great and you should pray with it. Um, but it was crazy because my aunt actually gave me a devotional, like a daily devotional for teenagers. Um, and she just like wrote a little note in it and she wrote that Bible verse. And then I didn't read the devotional for a long time. <laughs> but then in college, one summer I picked it back up. Um, there was like one summer where I, I was just like on a mission to like understand my faith better and just mm. like figure out what this whole prayer thing was about because <laughs> I had prayed before but like I realized my freshman year of college that I did not understand adoration at all um, 
I did not understand why it was supposed to be important or impactful. Um, I never prayed with scripture. I was like, it's so boring. Why would anyone want to do this? And all these different things. And so I decided that I was going to sign up for a holy hour because I went once to just like test out the waters. And then someone came up to me, like one of the <laughs> parishioners and was like, would you like to sign up for a holy hour? It, like came with the binder and like a pen to me. And I was like, I feel like I have to say yes. <laughs> um, but it ended up being really helpful. And one of the things I started doing that summer was going back to that devotional. And then um, I saw that that was the Bible verse that she had put in the inscription. And that verse had just been like popping up all the time. So it was like a reminder of like, okay, yes, things are, I am in the correct direction. Things are going well. Very cool. What about you guys? I don't have a particular favorite this week other than just keep looking at the, the scripture each week for the mass. Right. So that's kind of what's been going on in my head. Um, the uh, Especially the, the gospel, or there's actually the second reading for this Sunday, which is from Thessalonians. I had it written down like right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so this from First Thessalonians, where Paul's talking about, you sort of almost like, like, Cheering on the Thessalonians for like doing a good job so far. It's like you guys are you guys are doing good. Like we we things aren't as bad as you think. Right, <laughs> right. And um, but it just we were talking about it yesterday with the with the, um, just like the model of discipleship that he gave. It's like yeah, we taught you the faith, and uh, another one of his humble brags. But like we taught you so well that you're actually teaching others now, which is good, mm-hmm. uh, and that's cool. And so that's that's what I've been thinking about the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, so it, for those of you who are looking to get more involved with Scripture, we have a podcast now, um, and also Sunday Reflections and everything, and, and right, so it's it's hard not to go back to those with a lot of things. Um, I was going to say the gospel, um, you know, love love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. That's such an easy one to go to, <laughs> just be like, we try to complicate things so much when really it's like, hey, this actually isn't that hard I mean hard to do yes but not hard to, make to understand it's not very difficult so what about you Chelsea yeah the one that's the scripture verse has kind of been following me around lately is from James chapter 1 verse 2 consider it all joy um, and just that reminder like the trials and like James talks about that in in that chapter um, and like you're going to be tested in, in faith and just that produces perseverance and just to, to keep going and really um, like we may not be like super content and like happy in every situation but finding the joy within um, and knowing that if like we're along the right path and that with Jesus and following the Lord's will like I, I would like to think like joy is produced from that um, and that not in all the crazy circumstances. So, yeah. James is hanging out lately. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so, Catherine, here's here's the kind of audible question that we get to ask every week. For you, what is it that attracted you to serving in the church? Mm. That's a good question. Um, so, one like selfish reason 
is like my own personal accountability because mm. um that's something that i found especially like <laughs> in college because it's like a lot of my friends were catholic in college and so it's cool to be like surrounded by that environment but eventually you have like so many like good conversations with people that you get to a point that you're like i can't talk about this and not like practice what i preach type yeah. of thing and so i've found that like talking to the youth and whether giving talks or leading small groups or different things like giving them advice or giving them tips on prayer or different things like that i can't do any of that unless i myself am praying and living out those virtues mm. um so that's one reason and also just because um i felt like my youth program back home was in a very transitional period um I got into like middle school the where you start having like youth nights and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, like after that first year of like sixth grade, everything was in transition and it was in transition from when like that seventh grade year to like when I graduated high school oh, essentially. Okay. And so um, like the main people that had been like the teachers and like the DRE and different things, people who had been there for years they left and then so it was kind of like new people would take on the role and realize it was a lot of work and then like pass the baton to other people and there was a really 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 great group of high school people that had volunteered with the middle school and all of them graduated and so and maybe even if some didn't graduate like watching most of their friends graduate and stop volunteering and those um like faculty those um, teachers also leaving um, made it harder to want to stay so it was just kind of frustrating it made me like not want to go as much or like if I went to went to CCD I just like sometimes I didn't care it was more like to see my friends than to learn anything um, and I didn't really like focus back on the importance of CCD until like confirmation which i'm from the fort worth diocese so we do our confirmation our sophomore year of high school gotcha. and that was when i was like whoa okay i have like a base a good base knowledge of the catholic church but i think i kind of like got off track in some different ways and so it was a good like reorientation of that um and we had some incredible people step up to help with leading retreats and um really uh, taking, I guess, like a bigger step and trying to form us, which was really helpful. Um, but after seeing that, like, I just want kids to see a friendly face that they know they can go to and yeah. isn't going to leave like every year. Um, isn't just like a rotation of people they're going to get attached to and then leave. And then also just someone that they know they can ask questions to and someone who really challenges them to go deeper because they do know them and they know that um, they're worthy of the gates of heaven and encourages them in those ways so because they're our future so yeah i've always measured the success of a core member off of do they miss you when you're not here you know and that's the impact that you've had in the time that you've been here at all saints is that when you're not here the kids are like where's kath <laughs> is Catherine gonna come? Is Catherine around? Like, where's Catherine? It's like she took a week off, and that's okay. <laughs> she can do that. Like, 
Yeah, you know, and and, I, and that's with we're we're very blessed here at All Saints. We've got phenomenal core members. And, we do. Um, we we've had phenomenal people from when I started, who have transitioned out to you know when I left to go into the family ministry role, that you guys all stepped up. And I was actually telling Chelsea the other day, I was like, I feel bad because I don't know all of you guys as well, but you guys are awesome. And so it's like it's super great to see. Um, commitment especially from from young adults mm -hmm. to kind of step up and do things i know i'm super old so they don't like me anymore <laughs> um you know I, we got teens that call me grandpa so <laughs> um yeah that's that's good so uh jessica's got a great question we've got a lot of questions that are coming in and we'll have we'll see if we have time to address all those even some that came in before we even started um <laughs> which is good, but uh, Jessica asked the question of, I like that you brought up praying with scripture. Do you have a favorite way to pray? And said that she personally loves Lectio Divina and Ignatian meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good question, Jessica. Mm -hmm. I'll jump right in and say Lectio Divina. Yeah. Uh, I mean, praying with scripture, that's always been my thing. I, as a convert who was working for the church, were actually being baptized into the church. Um, I never understood why the Bible and the catechism were not the textbooks for everything. Like, why do we have 50 other textbooks when really you need two? <laughs> it's just like, right. go with these two and you're good. I understand you've got to flesh things out a little bit for people to understand a little bit better and things like that, but it's, it's one of those things that I'm like, Man, I love scripture, and I will sit and read scripture all day, every day, and be super happy. So for me, that's that's an easy way for prayer. Um, I would say one reason prayer has been so hard for me during quarantine is because um, ways to pray is before the Blessed Sacrament and Adoration. Mm -hmm. Um, because I used to go on my way from work sometimes on my way home I would stop at Mary Immaculate yeah. um, because they have 24-hour adoration there which is very convenient for my schedule um, and but now a lot of churches have very limited hours and it's usually like when I'm working and even though I do have like somewhat flexible hours like it is difficult to just like start working and then like go run to church and then like to try to make it before um, adoration is over and then come back. So that's been difficult during quarantine. Um, so I would say one way that um, I've been like an alternative, I guess. One of my friends, this is, this is something I haven't done in a while, but before I say the way that I was gonna say, um, one of my friends, there was one summer where she lived like really far from a perpetual adoration chapel and so she would i like want to know y'all's opinions on this because i don't know how i feel about it but she would watch like live streams of adoration mm -hmm. um and then pray that way i've never really gotten into that but that is an alternative um but the way that has been most impactful in my prayer these days has been um a couple ways just Having holy conversations with people has been very important. Um, just like talking things out or journaling, like talking things out to myself. <laughs> um, and 
and I'm a big like music person, so like mm-hmm. praise and worship, just like having it on all Sunday and stuff like that. What about for you guys? Yeah, definitely pray through music. Um likes you to me. Um but yeah, I find with the music more than anything, like it's almost kind of funny because I'll end up with like a random song in my head, like in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And like I'll just find myself like singing on the way to work. I'm like, where did that song come from? But it's just and then I you know, the more that I like reflect on it, I'm like, oh well guess I kind of needed that one today you know mm-hmm. um and of course people are like looking at you and the, you know like <laughs> they're like what do you do I'm like leave me alone I'm in my own little you know <laughs> have my own little praise and worship session in my car um but I also just found recently that on the hallow app Mike Schmidt reading the gospels hmm. so if you don't want to sit and read them you can listen to them the what app hallow H a l l o w. So it's an app. It's got like prayer meditations. Um, but Father Mike Schmitz, I guess, has connected with him or whatnot. Um, yeah. So I found like the first couple of chapters of like the Gospel of John. You get like bedtime stories with Father Mike. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, so yeah, if the kids ever won't go to sleep, you could just put on Father Mike reading the Gospels. Yeah, I know that uh, they have Jonathan Rumi doing that on an app as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he's, he's reading it as the Jesus character that he plays on The Chosen. Okay. So. Oh. So, yeah, sometimes at night I, like, take my contacts out. And I'm like, so I don't want to try to, like, read a book, you know, because then I'm straining my eyes even worse. So it's like, oh. I could like lay in bed and like listen to the gospels. So I just was got. I don't make don't make any mistake. It hasn't really happened yet, but because um, I just discovered it like two nights ago, and last night I just totally passed out because I was exhausted. Um, but yeah, so that's a goal to make that a part of my uh, my prayer life. Yeah, the Hello app. It's uh, it's kind of cool. There's some things you can get for free, some things if you want a subscription or, you know, you get more access to whatever. But, yeah, yeah. check it out. It's installing now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on board with some of that. And I want to record audio books. <laughs> I, I like making funny sounds on <laughs> while reading the guy. <laughs> uh, we got a microphone. <laughs> you do have a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a microphone. Might take a couple takes, but, yeah. Do you have a yeah. favorite way to pray, Andrew? Um, a lot of the same things y'all had said are definitely like music and um, mass and adoration. I am actually still a huge fan of the Liturgy of the Hours, so I got mm-hmm. into that with seminary because um, it's part of seminary and being um, preparing for that life. Uh, but I've continued to, to pray that, not as regularly as I did or even as I could, uh, but like praying morning prayer and evening prayer occasionally. Yeah night prayer and things of like that just like these times of the day like yeah I, I can sit down for five ten minutes and just do this and it's and like you're saying with praying with the scriptures it's it's most of it is scripture it's the songs yeah. it's a reading and then just some intentions and parts of the gospel so I think that, that's one of my other favorite ways especially when like I don't have any words to say necessarily like here's here's some words you can say right. and with the psalms you find lots of Works. Good ways to express those things. Yeah, but it's somebody said before you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it's it works. 
Do you use something for that? Do you use like the Liturgy Hour books or do you use like an app? So I have like the, yeah, like the four volume Liturgy. Yep. I sometimes use that because I don't do it as often. I don't keep up with like where I am or what week I'm on. So I, yeah. I use iBreviary a lot. iBreviary, yeah. Which is and I, I, way easier. I use that and <laughs> Laudate yeah. to, mm -hmm. to help with the Liturgy of the Hours. Yeah, because I can't ever keep track of yeah. bookmarks and Right. Too many different color ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I give up. Yeah. At least I was printing like every day. It's like I could, I would move the ribbon a page at a time. And now yeah, it's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, I haven't done this in a week. Uh, <laughs> yep. What year is it? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's I am drawing a major blank right now. Um, the more specific title for Ignatius is. Um, the Examine. The examine, thank yeah. you. Um, Jessica, there's a, another, you want to talk about apps. Um, there's another app out there called the Three Minute Examine. If you've never discovered it, well, it's, there's, there's it's a beautiful apps. thing. Minutes, you can do the examine. Um, and they provide different scripture verses uh -huh. and they send you through this little quick reflection. Three minutes is all it takes. Yeah. Ignatian meditation. Let me know, I'll give them to you. Ignatian <laughs> spirituality is always something that I've always been very attracted to it, it's something that's very easy for me to kind of look at like this was my day this was where you were with me which he's always with us but it's like this is where i saw you with me this is where i know we were um and then it's but why didn't i see you here like why why wasn't i aware of your presence in this part of the day mm -hmm. you know not because you weren't there but because i was doing something that didn't you know um and putting yourself into that kind of conversation of like you were with me all day, but why wasn't I recognizing that? So yeah. we talk about like quotes and memes and things that we see on Facebook and Instagram and whatever. And there was a, a quote that came through on Instagram, um, and I ended up sharing it because it was really it really kind of struck me. And it was like in you talking about like God being there with you, and it was like, okay, you feel like you're waiting. God's waiting too, and He's waiting with you. Okay. I went, oh. Darn. Like, it was just very profoundly yep. written. And I went, oh, yeah, we're all waiting together, you know? And so we think, like, I'm waiting, you're over there doing your God things, you know? And I'm just going to sit over here by myself in the corner. It's like, no, 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 you're there with me. Yeah. And, Andrew, you know, like, it's a both and. It's not like, a, you know. So it just made me think of that when you were talking about, like, God being constantly with us. Yeah. And where are we? seeing him and failing to see him throughout the day. Chelsea, you are so good at posting quotes on Instagram. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> want to follow Chelsea on Instagram. She is always posting the best quotes. I well, thank you for that affirmation. on Instagram. Um, Same. Usually it's two, something two that Two posts like, in like six years. <laughs> it's usually the quotes that hit me like straight in the face and I'm like, oh, um, I'm going to save this so I can look at it for the next 24 hours because um, that's usually what happens. It's not, I mean, sometimes it's like other, it's usually because I want other people to see it too, but it's usually because I want it saved. This is for me. This is for me. So know that when I post them, I'm usually like, hello, that just hit me straight in the face. <laughs> I'm not like being passive and sending it out to anyone else. Like, you should see this. Right, Check awesome. it out. I want to send you, you know. By the way. By the way. That's why, that's why she's got the coffee cup with the quote on it. And <laughs> the rest yeah. of us have very plain coffee cups. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> All of you. Y'all need Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so we did have a question about the Pope's comments uh, from 
Uh, I guess it's a documentary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is coming through, and what Our I would say Chesco? before we even open up the conversation, um, I have not seen it. In fact, most of people in the United States who are even reporting on it have not seen it. Not they're seen getting it. they're getting quotes from quotes of other people quoting quotes, mm -hmm. um, and so I would be very careful before we all jump off. The, the cliff of like, oh my gosh, everything just changed in the Gothic Church. Like, well, yeah. hang on. Hold hang on. on. <laughs> let's, uh, let's wait and actually see um, the context and the quote. Uh, yeah. Chelsea shared a great video from Father Agostino Torres. Yes. Um, so you say on, um, CFR? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was going back, I was like, wait, CFR? Or TOR, but he's a CFR. Oh, yeah, the other, the other oh, But he he talks about it and he says you have to be very clear on how they're translating yeah. the language that he's speaking and what he's actually saying. Um, and also, you know, we we talked a little bit yesterday. Um, the Pope says things that do not does not mean it changes dogma. It does not mean it changes. Um, the, the magisterial process of what is, um, you know, I, I, unfortunately, Facebook has become a forum for political debates. And I got into one the other day and I, I was sharing with these guys that the difference between um, infallible teachings and things people say. And I was like, it, you know, going back to infallible teachings, we've got Mary, as perpetual virgin okay. and the assumption and that's it <laughs> we have two very direct infallible things as Catholics that we have changed or have ever gone into from the Pope right right um, and so it's like canon law can be changed it can't be infallible if it can be changed the catechism can be changed so it cannot be infallible um, so be very careful with Somebody said this, therefore, it is doctrinal and dogmatic. Um, that being said, I've read into it, and I, I think it, there's, there's a very clear distinction between a sacramental union and a civil union. My concern as a Catholic is, unless we come right out and say what we mean, people are going to misunderstand it. Um, and so, you know, to answer your question, uh, comments about it, those are my comments about it. In, unless, you know, it, he did not say this changes sacramental unions. He did not say this changes what the church teaches about same-sex attraction, um, which the catechism is very clear. We treat everyone who bears any kind of cross um, that... Uh, you know, we treat them with respect, we treat them with love, compassion. Um, and I think there's a difference between a civil union and a sacramental union. Uh, my worry, and my worry will always be on everything that anyone ever says, do you understand the intentionality behind it? And are you clear on what they're trying to say? Mm -hmm. And when there's, mm -hmm. the, when there's the struggle there, that's where it's kind of like, I wish you'd take it a step further and actually explain this so people understand instead of just getting to a point where everybody goes 
crazy that you know things are going to happen. Which, to your next question, uh, Jorge, uh, do I believe the church is headed towards a schism? I I, I don't. Um, I, I read what, uh, what I can't think of his name, uh, Vigano. No. Yeah. I've uh, read what he's put out about it, and that he thinks he's drawing or that Pope Francis is drawing people to a schism. I've, I've read what's going on in the church in Germany. Um, I just don't see that as a reality right now. Uh, more importantly, uh, instead of the debate and worry on is the church headed towards a schism, um, I think the most important thing we can do as Catholics is focus on ourselves. Um, and I don't mean that as a knock to anyone that's watching, and I, I don't mean that to be something that is um, pointed at anyone specifically about uh, their opinion on these things. All I'm saying is, you know, our relationship with the church and our relationship with Jesus Christ is our relationship. You know, the, the beauty of the, the sacraments is outside of Mass, outside of the Eucharist, uh, the, the sacraments are focused on our relationship with Jesus Christ. And the, and the reason why I separate the Mass is that it's communal, right? There's the community aspect of that. But ultimately, um, we, have, we have to focus on our love. We'll take it back to the Gospel. Our love for God and that relationship first. Then we can love neighbor as ourselves. And we can't love the neighbor as ourselves if we don't first love God and understand that relationship. Um, so I would say rather than the focus on is the church headed towards a schism, uh, are we doing things in our lives that are severing our relationship to the church and to God? That, that would be where I would say to focus. Yeah. Um, God knows what's going on. There is a plan. Uh, and, and the church has existed for 2,000 years in spite of all of our failings as people. So, sorry, kind of a heavy topic. Yeah. I don't know if anybody wants to throw in a couple more cents on, on that. Um, I like what you're saying at the end of just like, not that you shouldn't be, con like, it's not a, a problem to like know what's going on in the church outside yeah. of wherever you are, but like don't worry about it Yeah. in the sense of, like Christ promised that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. Like plenty of awful things have happened, and plenty of awful things I'm sure will happen. Yes. From now until mm -hmm. when Jesus comes back, but like, the church is gonna be there, and He's not gonna let that fall. Um, I, my one of my favorite stories to ever tell is like when, um, not Nero, Napoleon was uh, he was you know growing in power, becoming trying to take over all of Europe, and he said at some point to his cabinet or whatever, he said, "My next goal is to destroy the church within the next five years or something." because um, they're getting in my way. Right. And some cardinal was there and said, you know, if we haven't destroyed it ourselves in 1,800 years, yeah, good luck. Good luck in the next <laughs> right. life. Like, I mean, we, have, we have done everything we can to mess up the church, and God still, God still acts. God still protects the church from, yeah. from things. So. I, would, I actually, the other thing I would say, educate yourself. Yeah. Like, from as many different good Catholic resources as you can mm -hmm. to educate yourself, continually educate yourself, because ultimately right, like, if we haven't messed it up on our own <laughs> in this amount of time you're not going to get in our way <laughs> like, nobody's going to no, no one person is going to do it for us yeah. so, 
Yep. Julie Toppins. <laughs> so Julie has a son named Blake, who was in our youth group at St. Patrick's, who we always called Malake, nice. because <laughs> of the Key and Peele uh, substitute yes. teacher video. Nice. Yep. So good. good Thank you with stuff. the students. Thanks for sharing that, Julie. Yeah, so Jesuit Dallas does a, a daily prayer and examine with the students and to the families. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's good to know where those resources are. Yeah, absolutely. So Catherine, you work for Deloitte, right? Yes. So you're working, you're doing finance things? Eh, I do of? more IT. <laughs> IT, that's right, okay. Yeah. IT for the, okay. So how, how would you say like during your work day is there something you do to like connecting your work with your faith? Obviously, like it's not necessarily something you like. You mm -hmm. don't like type Jesus into like the code of things. But like, what do you like? Do you, how can you during the day? But you should. I mean, <laughs> there's comments functions. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, how would you? Uh, is this something you do like mm -hmm. during the day? Live your faith while you're doing IT stuff. Yeah. No, that's a really good question because um, actually, whenever I first started my job. Um, me and my roommate, Emily, we were both like very convicted and that our vocation at this moment was um, to be a light in the corporate world and like to share our faith in the corporate world um, and not to shove it down anyone's throats, but just like let people know, yes, we are here. We are open to talk about it, but we're never going to force it on you. But like, we are here. And um, some ways that I've done that is, <laughs> I've slowly found all the Catholics in the office um, nice. because anytime there was a feast day, um, our office downtown is in Chase Tower, which is right across from the cathedral. And so they would usually have um, a mass at noon if there was a feast day, at like eight, noon, and five or something like that. And so I would send an Outlook invite <laughs> to all of my coworkers that I knew were Catholic, even if I knew they like hadn't gone to mass in a while, I would still invite them because I'd be like, hey guys, like I'm gonna go to mass at this time. I also have a friend going to mass at this time if you'd rather join her, but like it's a feast day, so we should go. And um, that was one way that like my coworkers who maybe didn't know anyone else in the office was Catholic, they were like, oh, well, all of them are taking their lunch break to go to mass. So like maybe I can go with them so I'm not by myself um, or different things like that. Um, which also was cool because then all my coworkers saw a group of us leave and they'd be like, oh, y'all going to lunch? And we were like, actually, we're going to mass. And they'd be like, uh, okay. Do I do with that? Um, or like Ash Wednesday, a group of us going at noon on our lunch break and then coming back with ashes and it being very obvious where we went. Um, different things like that. But also just um, like everyone on my team knows I'm Catholic because I've mentioned it before. Um, because if we talk about like what we did over the weekend, I'll say I like volunteered at All Saints or like, um, or like they see me post about it on social media and different things like that. And also just bringing it up in small ways, like um, asking someone to pray for me or like asking how I can pray for them. Um, there are lots of different ways that you can mention it. Like you can put on your Skype status, like, um, that you're logging off early to go to mass or, or different things like that um, or telling my team different things so there are ways that you can let people know that you're catholic and 
actually some of my coworkers, um, after they found out that I was Catholic, they got comfortable enough with me that they were able to ask me some of the questions that they had had about the Catholic faith um, because they had never been around someone who is very vocal about the fact that they were Catholic. And they had a lot of questions because they knew they had misconceptions, but they didn't know what was fact and what was a misconception. And I was so glad that they felt comfortable enough coming to me about those different topics. Um, and in fact, uh, a group of people go to a, I believe it's a non-denominational church in Dallas and they have like Bible studies and stuff like that. And so a group of us went as um, co-workers and even though I honestly had no interest in going, um, like it's very well done and very great, um, but just like not my cup of tea. <laughs> But I still wanted to go because I wanted to have an opportunity to have a holy conversation with my coworkers afterwards. Like, hey, what did you think about it? Or like, oh my gosh, it was so wild when he said X, Y, and Z, right? Um, and I used to invite a bunch of my coworkers to the 635, mm -hmm. which was a Catholic young adult event in Dallas. And what I did was I invited some of my college friends, some of my coworkers, um, and basically anyone I could <laughs> do um, dinner before the event. Like even if I knew they didn't want to go to the event, I would invite them to dinner, like down the street at a taco place. And so a big group of us would get dinner and then a bunch of us would go to that event afterwards. And so some of my coworkers like came to dinner with us, even if they didn't go to the event, but then they'd be like, oh, so like, what's this event? Like, tell me about it. And we would, tell them it involves like praise and worship and a talk and this is the series that we're talking about right now and different things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. What's Thanks. the taco place? Rusty Taco. Okay. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> I like tacos a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, it's good to know where those places are. <laughs> where, where are we going for this? There's a new taco place up the street. There's taco places everywhere in Dallas. Velvet Taco. That Catherine and I found so a taco great. place one day. I love Velvet Taco. Velvet Taco. What was good. that taco? That taco place we went to? Oh, La Ventana. Yes, yes, that was good. That's a good one. Yep. I like El Pasea. Mm -hmm. That's probably Never my favorite. One. They just opened one down uh, on oh Harry Hines and uh, Loop Twelve, a little, oh. little south of there. But there's one in Carrollton too, right off of Six Thirty Five and. Oh, is that that taco place you were telling us about? Joseph? You were going to like watch it or something? 35. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. So. Me as a taco. Anyway, talk about tacos. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of tacos. Always very delicious foods. Yeah, that's other than tacos. That's that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, no, honestly, like, that's, that's so kind of part of it. It's almost lunchtime. Yeah. My stomach's growling. <laughs> You're talking about how you share your faith with your coworkers, and a lot of it's like, hey, I'm doing this thing. You want to come? It's like, yeah. mm -hmm. you're not doing miracles in the office. It's just like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to mess. It's like, you should, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's just you doing, living your life holy, whole, whole, in a holy way. That's There's like not an adverb for holy. Holy? Holy? I guess it's just holy. In an evangelical. Yeah. <laughs> Very Catholic way. Sure. It's like that that's a huge witness just as it is. Living uh, your is really cool. Catholicity. Yeah. Living your witness. Sure. All of those sound better than whole living your <laughs> living your holy. 
Yeah. Nothing you're okay. holding. Yeah. Very Swiss cheese of you. <laughs> I feel like so scared to go into the corporate world because I went through this like big like existential crisis in college where every time they had like a panel or like an event at St. Mary's, um, the church I went to at a and um, I would just like run around talking to everyone because my, my like biggest concern was like the business world specifically in the corporate world has such um, a reputation for just being very fake. And so like, how do I let people know that when I send a thank you in an email, like I'm being genuine, it's not just a courtesy that I'm supposed to do. Or like if I ask them how they're doing, I'm not trying to like build up their network. I just like genuinely want to know how they're doing and stuff like that. Um, I was really stressed about that going into my job. And every time I talked to people at St. Mary's, they were like, we can tell. So like, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's pretty obvious. When, well, when someone's yeah. genuine yeah. and authentic and yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's true i mean it's been a long time since i worked in the corporate world but when i did if you could you knew right away oh you like, knew you right knew away in the offices that have multiple floors and you're going and talking to people and you're just like oh this is not a person who actually cares about anything <laughs> but themselves fantastic uh yeah what's your favorite encyclical Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough question. Thanks, Ojas. Hi, Ojas. Thanks oh, for yeah. joining us. Hi, hi, yeah. <laughs> Vite. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. What is your favorite encyclical, Ojas? Turning that question around. Question. I don't know if I have a favorite. I don't know. I, I will say, I think, <laughs> I think the first one I actually sat down and read all the way through, like, right when it was released was Dos Caritas S uh, from Benedict, right? Um, and, and that was huge. Um, and I think it, it's like such a different writing style from Benedict and John Paul II. Um, John Paul II, very poetic, very like, you could see that he had like the artistic creative heart that way, whereas Benedict was very head knowledge yeah. not that either one's better than the other but I would probably say um, it's either got to be Humane Vitae or it's going to be Dos Caritas S and not to leave John Paul II out of the conversation but yeah I'd say those two are probably the ones that I would go to um, yeah good question oh just what's your favorite encyclical um, that's that's something that I I, uh, I think getting more people on board to look at the encyclicals. I know Pope Francis just released another mm-hmm. one, like what, two what? weeks ago, right? Three, something like, like that. Yeah, like this week. Um, Fratelli's. I don't know which one I have sitting right something? there on top of, that I was just looking at yesterday. I was flipping through some things, um, uh, but it's right there on top of the, the yeah, Bible. I can't see the titles. Yeah. Yeah. Is it that time? It is about that time. Is that oh, time. wow, it is that okay. time. It is that time. Wow. Catherine, now's your last chance to impart any kind of wisdom onto Coffee Chat viewers before the lightning round happens and you, we lose all credibility. <laughs> Ooh, um, don't be afraid to ask questions in life and in the comment section. Yes. Um, <laughs> Both are good things. Both are good things. Yes. Be friends with everyone here because they're all wonderful. <laughs> 
um, volunteer at All Saints because we're great. That yeah, <laughs> that's. I like, that. I like it. I like that. Be bold. Yeah. Yeah. Be bold. Oh boy. Like <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do Did this. You run it? No, because it'll be your second. Oh, okay, that's okay. All right, what order are we going? in? Um, well, Catherine's got to go get first. Catherine, Paul, yeah. Andrew, okay. me. Let's All, right. All right, ready? Wait, wait, we got to time it. We got to time it. Wait, hang on. Before we start, your mom just said she's proud of you, so we should probably ask her to log. <laughs> that was a good point uh, to, to that was a good time yeah, to walk away out. now. Walk away now. <laughs> yeah. um, if you don't want us to lose uh, any credibility here. <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the moms. I'm sure Sandra's watching. Hey, mom. My mom will see this later. Hey, mom. <laughs> My right. mom will probably watch at some point as well. Hello. Hey, moms. <laughs> we love you. You're awesome. Thanks for giving us life. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like all right. Are you ready, Andrew? So we can compare this to nothing exactly. else. <laughs> but in case we ever need to, we can. All right, here we go. Coffee or tea? Coffee. 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 Ooh, good start, guys. <laughs> Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Oh, Hulu right now. Uh, Netflix because I don't have a Hulu account. <laughs> Netflix. You gotta use the the one month free subscription. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls or ice cream? Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Ice cream. <laughs> Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Vanilla. Chocolate? Chocolate. Oh, look at us go! I'm so excited. So no knees or no together. elbows? What? Um, no knees or no elbows? <laughs> no knees, because no I type all day. <laughs> no elbows. I, I guess no elbows. I like walking. No elbows. Yeah. Walking would be elbows. Um, really tall or really short? Really short, because I already am really short. Uh, really <laughs> tall. Really tall, just because I, I want to. I'm kind of short. Want to reach things. <laughs> really tall. <laughs> Be nice. Um, read a book or watch a movie. No. <laughs> watch a movie. 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 But I also like. It's almost like I also not against reading. <laughs> Be invisible or read minds. <gasps> oh, I don't want to listen to people's minds. Be invisible. Read minds. Invisible. Yeah. Invisible. It'd be nice, like, every now and then to read somebody's mind, but, like, mm -hmm. I don't always want to. You're not <laughs> always invisible, are you? Yeah, that would be awful. It's my time. Care to the aquarium or the beach? Yeah. The aquarium or the beach? Yeah. The beach, 100%. Beach. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> it's just beach. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to the beach. I beach. can see the same things at the beach as in the aquarium. Um, would you rather, if we're bringing an oldie book, get you back? Oh, boy. An adult brain in a child's body or a child's brain in an adult's body? Um... Adult brain, child's body. Yep. Same. Same. Because. Um, <laughs> same. Still. <laughs> do you want to um, go back in time one year to talk to your past self or go forward one year to talk to your future self? Um. Um. <laughs> well, now you're ruining your go own time. <laughs> go to the future. Future. Future? Was let's that go, an answer or a let's question? Go back, <laughs> let's go back and like give yourself a pep talk. I'm gonna go back. With this year, yeah. Um, Even with a pep talk, you could not possibly explain this accurately. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I could have told myself a lot of things right now. Like get out of your apartment. Um, like a lot of things. Um, sorry. Be a great cook or have a personal chef. Ooh. Be a great cook. 
personal chef. Wait, can I also get a dishwasher? Like, I, I need a lot of help here. Like a person that has a dishwasher? Or yes. Another, yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, I have one. <laughs> a dishwasher. A dishwasher. The person in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with chef as well. Just. Um, I'll go with people cook. Like, is the chef preparing meals for my whole family? Or is it just me? Just, I don't know. Is it just me? Then I'll cook. <laughs> so put your socks on, socks and shoes on, or all the lights on? All the lights on. I did what? in college all the time. Lights on, I did it the other day. <laughs> lights. Lights on. All right, that's all right. All right, that's it? Woo! Woo! That was actually pretty good. That's pretty good. Three minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah, that was we impressive. We crushed it. Yeah. We did crush that's it. That's probably a record, but. That might be a record. It, no, we I don't, don't know. actually know. <laughs> we don't actually know. Well, that's the end of our time for today. We are so grateful to Catherine. Thanks for joining us. Anybody want to pray? Me. Yeah, let's pray. All right. Go ahead. Oh, okay. God, we thank you so much for the gift of being Catholic and not wanting to pray out loud. Um, <laughs> but we also thank you uh, for knowing the prayers that we have in our hearts. We thank you so much for the gift of Catherine uh, and all of our volunteers here at All Saints and we also thank you for the gift of all of our staff and the people who do so many things here. Uh, so we ask that you uh, bless everyone here today and bless all of our friends and family and loved ones and help keep everybody safe and healthy. Uh, prayers for our country as we uh, wind down towards Election Day and prayers that we are all reminded that God is in control. We ask all of this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you for moms. <laughs> Thanks, moms. <Amen. laughs> Collectively. Dads, Bye, if you're watching, we thank you too. You're also great. <laughs> yep. Bye, Have everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.